Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental episode 27, covering Star Trek Beyond. Hi, friends. How's it going, everybody? This is a very special edition of the show. It's very special. Tonight we're talking about something very important. We are. Drug abuse. Oh. I... There's nothing funny about marijuana. I thought we were talking about rickets. Yes, rickets. Doesn't pot give rickets you rickets? and marijuana. Oh, right. Of course. The two... The, the two... silent killer. <laughs> Yes. Except for the coughing, I guess. And what do rickets sound like? I bet they're like rickety, rickety, rickety. They're probably very rickety. Uh-huh. Yes. Now, of course, we are here to talk about Star Trek Beyond. Mm. And As I assume you figured out from looking at the thing you're downloading. Uh, hopefully, but who knows? Maybe we're on a playlist. Maybe it's 10 years from now and you're like, what do they think of the third movie that there's only four of because these movies take for fucking ever to come out? I really want you to name this just when this goes out, just call it Matt and I'll talk about marijuana and rickets. Probably not going to do that. Aww. Probably... Not going to do that. <laughs> so first impressions, we wanted to like for the very first part of the show, yeah. before we get into the, the details, uh, we will give you a spoiler free account uh, overview. Yeah, people were asking, like, don't t- don't spoil it or anything. Just tell me. If, just tell me if it's worth it. And, and we did that like on social media just now. We told people yeah. like and overwhelmingly, I would say our our, our uh, joint opinion. Oh, there's that marijuana again. Mm. Uh, our shared opinion is it see was it. good. Yeah. Yeah. Quite good. Really Be- enjoyed definitely it. better than Beyond. Yep. And not even better Into than... Darkness, it was Beyond. I, I'm sorry. Yes. Better than Into Darkness. Not even better than the four years we've had to think about Into Darkness and get pissed off about it. Sorry, three years. Yeah. But better than our first impression. Like, I walked out of this feeling better than I did about oh, yeah, Beyond. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't feel like I lied to myself. No. Um, I mean, again, we just saw it, like... Not even an hour ago, maybe a little over an hour ago. Yeah, we left the theater about an hour ago. Yeah, so, you know, that first impression is the thing. But I don't think we've got episode one syndrome this time. Mm, Probably not, but we, like, we are not going to do a summary. We are not going to do an in-depth, like, we're going to talk about a lot of things. But we're going to come back to this when it hits video, when we have some time to process it, and we have time. Then we'll write a summary, and we'll actually do, like, an analysis like we do. Mm -hmm. This is just first impressions, so just so you know. But spoiler-free, it's great. Go see it. Good, uh, I think, good story. Still very true to the characters. Yes, this cast nice. is still fantastic. Yep. Uh, Not perfect. <laughs> really dumb villain. Uh-huh. Super dumb villain with no clear uh, motive. And no. it, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, get, to we'll it. get to that. But, but like, it's just watching these guys be these guys. It's yep. more of that. And it was so happy. I don't know. If like, I had, made me so happy. If I had to rate it like four out of five. Yeah, I usually try to do out of 10, so I'd say 7 or 8 of 10, yeah. so that, that lines up. Yeah, no, that seems fair. That's about right. So that, here ends the spoiler-free. Yeah. Now we're going to... Now we're going to get into it. Now we're going to... And the first thing we're going to say is Balthazar, Balthazar Edison. Edison. The Groppler Zorn <laughs> of, of Star Trek new, Beyond. Of Star Trek Beyond, Balthazar Edison. We all three, me, Amanda, and Matt. Just cracked up laughing when they revealed that uh, Idris Elba's character, his his original name before he changed it to Crawl, also stupid, <laughs> Balthazar Edison. A real name for a real man who really is real. <laughs> who used to be a, a pre-Starfleetman. Yep. And now is called Balthazar Edison. Listen, 
I'm, I used to work for your Starfleet. He thought it was so great. My name is Balthazar Cornelius Edison the <laughs> Fourth, and you, you, in addition to that, it made up a little song for me. Are you ready to share that, or do you want to wait? Balthazar Edison going to the town again. No one ever knew what he was. <laughs> there are many, many verses. Balthazar Edison. Now he's in a soup again. What's he gonna do with his life? <laughs> Balthazar. Keep it, keep it going. Balthazar Edison. What's he gonna do for fun? <laughs> no, no, there was one with medicine. Drinking all the medicine. <laughs> now, now he's taking it from his friends. Yep, and so on in that fashion. Almost infinitely. It's okay. The thing is, stupid name, but <sighs> stupid villain. Uh huh. Look, the stupid name. I mean, look, we would have enjo- we would have just in, like laughed at it. Yeah, he's not a good villain. Like he's no. really. If I was going to pick one, like, one bad thing. Oh, the glaringly bad thing. Yeah, this is a terrible, terrible... You know what? I'm going to say this right now because we were talking about how shitty the villains in the Trek movies are on the way out. Um, How about for the next movie, we just get a cloud? (laughs) <laughs> a cloud or an evil probe. Well, just like, the, or not even an evil probe, but like the whale probe in four yeah. was something we didn't understand. It yeah. wasn't even bad. It was just threatening. Yeah, I think it might be time to roll out the old doomsday machine is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because, um, a big, scary alien artifact that we don't understand that can kill us, but isn't yeah. even a guy. Because let, let, let's be real. The villains here aren't doing it. No, and all. this is three movies in a row now where we've had a solid, good actor mm-hmm. cast as the antagonist who just whizzed it down just their leg every time. fucking goofball. And it's not the actor's fault. No. Idris Elba, is, Idris Elba is fantastic. Just like I don't love Benedict Cumberbatch my, my own self because I'm yep. not a Sherlock Holmes fan, but I acknowledge he's a good actor. Yeah, I do like Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. especially for Sherlock. But he was kind and that was stupid yes. and Eric Bana I like him as well yep. but Nero was stupid yep. in all of these movies and really going back through the next gen movies most of those villains were dumb too uh, may, may the court look upon Shinzon that was the thing my initial thing was worst villain in Trek no Shinzon still no, exists Shinzon still exists and he still has a knife with knives on it <laughs> pretty terrible uh huh if you'll recall his, his ship was also made of knives and he had a vampire pal uh- it's pretty terrible. I'm Shinzon, and this is my best friend of vampire. <laughs> Who was played by Ron Perlman, by the I'm way. I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to get too off topic here, but a evil clone of Captain Picard covered in knives with a rainbow coat and a vampire best friend. Did I invent this in grade 10? <laughs> And played by the guy who play ended up playing Bane. Yep. So you retroactively cast him. Uh, who's Captain- a silly guy who's played a... Ah, uh, Captain Picard. <laughs> I'm your clone. You can tell because we're so the same. Uh, we're bold. Yes. Yeah. No, but Balthazar Edison still... Balthazar Edison. <laughs> still in the same lo- lineage of... Of of just terrible, like, okay, let's really break it down, though, before, because overwhelmingly we have nothing but praise for this movie. Really, like, a couple of minor nitpicks notwithstanding, the villain's all I got. Yeah. Like, so let's do this and then talk about all the good stuff. He was an energy vampire. Yes. He He drained people's life force, I guess. Okay, so his deal, from what I could gather, is he basically, he crashed on this planet Mm-hmm. With like he was he, he was a um, Enterprise era yeah uh, on the the Franklin was that was the, the Franklin his ship yeah, yeah the Franklin named after Roosevelt Franklin of course um sup cracker <laughs> but he crashes <laughs> but he crashes on this planet um and then he finds mining like half most of his crew die mm-hmm. and then he finds mining equipment that was abandoned there by some other race that used to live there mm-hmm. who 
have ship like mining ships that are knives, uh-huh. flying knives, mm-hmm. and something that makes you live forever. Sure. And also turns you into a monsterman. Well, he drains the life force from people. Yep. We saw him do it a couple of times. Saw him do it. And it happened. I didn't know about it, Bill. Bill. No. I had no fracking idea. No, we saw we saw him like reach out and, and touch a person and drain their life yep. force and they turned into like weird zombie looking dudes. Yeah, they turned into a skeleton man. Yeah, no, they weren't quite quite they, skeletons. They yeah, were halfway on to skeletons. He he had skin on, but the skin was on a skeleton. He had skin on. Yes. That's an expression. Yeah, he was wearing his skin. Yeah. It's one of those skin wearers. Comfortable in his own skin. <laughs> but like he okay, so he did that. Yeah. And he was building a weapon of other weapons from before, he, like, or something. Like, in addition to his fleet of knives, mm-hmm. um, which okay, I actually like the swarm. Oh, no, don't get me wrong, I like, like the bees, like thousands and thousands of tiny little ships that just basically clog up your yeah. air filter and like <laughs> make it. No, 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 they're just the tiny ships that just swarm all over yeah. the. And like, where did the people who pilot them come from? Though know. we I, weren't real clear on that. I do love the first shot of it when it looks like a big ship. Mm-hmm. And, and then it breaks off into a t- yeah, million it, tiny it pieces. It collapses into a million tiny pieces that take a long time to get put back together. Yeah. That fly through the Enterprise. It's yeah. really cool. It is. It's absolutely cool. I just... And there's Balthazar Edison. No, I just... I like. Okay, I don't know where those guys came from. Mm. And I don't... Uh. We had a theory that they were... like the, the, the planet's basically like... People like it's in the middle of like a, a dead zone that you can't communicate through, uh-huh. and like there was a bunch of crash ships there and like alien races that had been. And in a weird way, that actually felt very original series oh, to totally. me because you always had old Federation ships being lured places yeah. and crashing and stuff like yeah. that happened all the time in the original series. Um, but they're never very clear about it. No, it's there. There it never... might have been a line of exposition that we missed. Yeah, it's possible. Like or they cut it for time, like you know. Yeah. I we talked about this. I you know I would rather honestly rather be watching it than have them be explaining like no. And this is where this man the thing came is from. there was there was a much like uh, 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 Nero mm. he he moves the plot along. I barely think of Nero as a character. I instead think of him as a plot device yeah. that gets everything moving. And this this is kind of the same here. I don't care about his motives, really. I don't get like he's just a MacGuffin. Yeah. But uh, that said, I re- I really wish they'd come up with a guy who like I could kind of understand where he's coming from or something. It's just, uh, it, the, what it really is is it's just a waste. Idris Elba is an amazing actor. He is, um, but, and I, he's got ca- the charisma to face like to, we always talk about like the guy who faces off against the captain has mm-hmm. to be like the super like most interesting guy in the room and he totally could be and this guy like idris alba's got the chops for this role and he spends most of the movie grunting and and heavy makeup covering up his pretty face also like that's the thing he's a good looking dude and they just like slathered him in makeup yeah it's just like like, i the other that's the other thing he's a human Uh who like gets turned into a monster man somehow somehow through dark magics Uh uh-huh and like he forgets how to talk because he just uh, who are you? Yeah. I'm I, Lieutenant Uhura. Nice to meet you, Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah, I, I didn't... Like, you talk normal, you know how. But I also really didn't like, um, like, his motive. Basically, he's like, we need to struggle or we'll get soft. Yeah. So I need to make all of this great stuff that, that the Federation has built fall so everyone can suffer so they can be better. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make a what? lick of sense. War good, softness bad. Like, what? Yeah, doesn't it, really it make does, sense. No, it's... 
It's really, it's the biggest problem with this movie. Yeah. This movie. But that's it. Yeah. Like, there were a couple of tiny things, Mm. but other than that, like, I mean, it was, I mean, it was super dumb. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But but that was it. But, yeah. Like, have we covered all of Balthazar Edison? Where's he going to go? Okay. (laughs) Like, I think that that's all the the main things we had. That was, yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. Okay. We'll probably come back to it. Probably. But I'm, if nothing else, it's really fun to say uh, Balthazar Edison. It's it's the same as Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. when we were like when we and everyone in the world was riffing on his weird name yep. when we first heard it. Uh, <laughs> there, 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 before we get off of the great character that is Balthazar Edison, uh-huh. uh, there's a scene. They basically once they figure out who he is, uh-huh. um, they, and he's Balthazar Edison. Who he is, Balthazar Edison. Mm-hmm. Going to go to church again. <laughs> um, they, they, they pull up his ship logs. Uh-huh. And you get to see him sitting in front of, like, a camera, and I, I think he might be taping in, like, the restroom? No, I think it's that closet that they shoot the uh, talking head scenes in, like, Big Brother. You mean that closet you used to record in? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is Balfazar Edison, captain of the USS Franklin. We're heading out, no one cares about my pee. We crashed and we do it. i got to do something. Oh! Yeah, it's, uh... Sorry to anyone listening to that on headphones no you're not i'm a little sorry no you're not i'm not sorry you've been laughing into their ears for for <laughs> like seven years okay so is Balthazar that the Edison laughing in the rears is that is that like like do we have any other like major no. complaints because there's 90 percent of what i felt about this no, movie was good let's get to the good stuff if we uh, think of anything else bad we can come back yeah yeah, yeah but like uh, my main thing that i've said and and uh, a listener pointed this out and they were they were uh, graciously being very vague, so I'm not sure what they were talking about. But they said something you asked for in one in the Star Trek movies happened, and I think what they meant was more bones, yeah, definitely. and more bones and Spock, yeah. And those guys spent the entire movie together, mm-hmm. like uh, the the crew gets all split up and they pair off in and different combinations. Not into the pairs that you'd think, no. Like if you're like, okay, pair off everybody. Well. Spock and Kirk, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Chekhov and Sulu, because they're best friends in the uh, world. Sometimes. And then I guess fucking the rest. Yeah. Or maybe like Spock and Uhura uh-huh. and Kirk and Bones. Yeah, exactly. Like I could also see that. But it, it, I don't know. Like they pair, they put Kirk with Chekhov. Like I wouldn't have expected that. And that's why I love seeing it. The thing is, okay, and we haven't talked about this on the show yet. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's it super sucks that we lost. Oh, um, yeah. That uh, was. Check Anton, uh, uh, Anton Yelchin. Yelchin, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's super... Like, we we said this a uh, couple of places on social media, but our our official thing is, like, Ugh. no, we never gave a fuck about Pavel Chekhov. He was our least favorite character yep. in the original series. And, like... And then that little, that little fluffy-haired man just... I can do it! I can do this! Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he just found... He found a place into our hearts. He did... And, and not just the actor. Yeah. They, like, part of it was the writing, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was him. Yeah. But they just, like... They, he, they really made him great. And he brings it with that it's like that wide-eyed, like super young dude who's just so excited to be out here with like And we've seen that character so many times in Star Trek yeah. now. The, the Wesley type. Yeah. The the young like Harold really on yeah. Voyager is that. Like, it's none of the the whining and crap. He's like, This is great. Right. I have the best fucking job ever. I worked really hard and now this is my reward. This is so cool. And I love I I love seeing him in this one as like this weird little ladies man now. Yeah. Like he's hitting on everyone. Yeah, there's a there's a bit at the beginning where Kirk's going like, "Yeah, we've been out here a while and and the social thing is getting a little weird and you see him like 
like uh, leaving some chick's quarters. Like I'll talk to you later. So All long. right. And end of the end of the movie, he's like hooking up with some other chick. Yeah. And he gets to do the great. Uh, you know, Scott. Not many people know this. Scotch actually was invented by a little old lady from what Munich. I uh, no, I no Munich is German. No. Little old lady from... I think it's Minsk. Uh, Minsk, that was it. Is what you're thinking of yeah. when, when original Chekhov said. I think he just said Russia. Mm. But in any case, he's he's fantastic. But what I like, and it's terrible to us that we're losing him. Yeah. And they said they're not recasting him, which is good. That's that, smart. That's, that, yeah. But like, we actually started caring about this character. And in this movie in particular, they really emphasize that he's kind of Kirk's protege, mm. which is what I was getting to when you said they paired off, which you wouldn't think of. No. But it really is like... Kirk sees himself and the ladies man thing. Yeah. But also like, I feel like more than any of the other guys, he's like, one day this guy's going to be a captain. Yeah. One day far in the future, this guy's like, not like his prime counterpart. He'll never be a captain. And we have repeatedly said that. <laughs> yes. No, but I, seriously, I get like, Kirk is now, I, what do you think? 30? I, they never said it, but they make a big deal that it's his birthday and I guarantee it's mm, his 30th birthday. No, I disagree. Really? Because- the big deal about his birthday was that it, he was about to become one year older than his dad yeah. before. He, like he, his dad died at whatever age mm. and Kirk is about to like get one year older than that. So he outlived his dad. Yeah. Was the thing. No, that makes sense. But I so it doesn't have to be 30. It could be 25. No, it could I be whatever. Buy that it's th- like he's about old enough to be that age. I figure 30 yeah. is my guess. And I'm saying like Chekhov like should be early to mid 20s at this point. So I feel like he's. Kirk is now old enough to, he's not old at all, no. but to start thinking himself as old. That 30 is definitely the age where you're like, oh. You, you start thinking that, and then you hit 40, and you're like, oh, Jesus, I wish oh. I was 30 again. Well, then your body just turns against you completely. Yeah, mine did. Mm-hmm. No, I, but like. Looking forward to that. I, uh, I, uh, but I do feel like he's taken Chekhov under his wing, and he's like, dude, you're with me. Good. Yeah. We're, we got we got this, you know? I, it's stuff I never would have just from watching the old show it's stuff i never would have like expected to see and i we will talk about this more in in the supplemental we're doing in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. but i read that and you're reading it now yeah the uh oral history of star trek this giant fuck off book we have not okay the new book called it's the um fuck it's an oral history. I do not remember the title off the top of my yeah. head. You you talk while I look it up. Uh, it's How about that? Basically, it's if you remember that uh, SNL book they put out a couple of years ago, it's an oral history of the first 50 years of Star Trek. It's broken down into uh, the original series, and I guess the next book will be like all the others. Yeah, it's it's because it's a 50th anniversary thing. They're roughly breaking it up into 25, 25. Yeah. So, but really, the first the first book, yeah. which is about almost 700 pages, mm-hmm. is nothing but the early formation of the original series through the production of the original series. That weird in between period when they almost made the, the spinoff a couple of times. Two, yeah, um, and then the all the movies. Yeah, and it's, it's great. It's real. I've only flipped through it a little bit, but it's really interesting and it's gotten to the point where like gene's been dead for a while majel's gone now yeah people, like, people are willing can, to talk shit to now honest about yeah but there's also still alive yes because in another five ten years you're not going to have them anymore no. and uh yeah and matt mentioned this at the end of uh and well, like after uh, we were done recording two yeah. or three weeks ago, it was it was fourth of july weekend yeah yeah because yeah. i bought it right afterwards yeah and I blew through all 700 like pages in that weekend yeah. just because it was so – and I've read so many books about the history of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And the very first part of it is like, Ugh, I've read this before. I give up. And then it started getting good and I yeah. learned a lot of new stuff. It is great. It is called The 50-Year Mission. The Complete Uncensored – come on. Uh, it's by a dude named Edward Gross. 
50 year mission. You should be able to find it on Amazon pretty easily. Yeah. And actually the uh for it being 600 pages, mm-hmm. the uh the Kindle version is 16 bucks. Yeah. It's out in hardcover. I got a, an adva- I bought an advanced reader copy from uh work for 8 bucks. Yeah, but that's also employee discount, right? To 4 bucks. Yeah. No, it was 8 bucks. Oh. Cover. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. We're not allowed to charge much for arc readers. Ah, fair enough. Well, it's it's still it's, it's very is totally worth it. Oh god, yeah, totally. Um but yeah, you you really learn that they wanted to make it more of an ensemble. Yeah. They wanted to, and you get a lot more of that Shatner wouldn't let him. Yeah. Crap. And Shatner is a piece of shit. He totally is. And we're going to go more into this in the supplemental yeah. because there's a few things I want to talk about uh-huh. he's done recently that are just garbage. Yeah. But um specifically, I wanted to talk about there's a quote from Chris Pine. And I want to quote this exactly because I want to get a this right. Something. Uh, like, I'm not quite ready to set it up that like that yet. It's on our Tumblr, and I'm pulling up our Tumblr. Let me just. Uh, I usually have a little more research on the ball ready to go. Uh-huh. Okay, this is this is directly from his mouth. It's called Star Trek. It's not called Captain Kirk or Spock. It's Star Trek. It's about a family. So I, as a viewer, want to see everything about this family. And my response to that was Chris Pine is the mirror counterpart of William Shatner. Uh-huh. That is the exact opposite. It's not all me, me, me. It's no, let's hear about the entire ensemble. And you you get that. I don't think it's anything to do with him. Yeah. I think it's just they write that and he's fine with it. Yeah. Which is great. Bill, what would you say Star Trek is about? It's about my adventures in space. Yeah. And no one else's. Yeah. And it's just this movie really. There were so many scenes that emphasized the teamwork yeah. aspect. There's one near the end where they're solving the big problem. Mm. And it's like. They did a really cool, like, Scotty chips in, Uhura yeah. chips in, Chekhov chips in. Like, everybody throws something into the puzzle that yeah. puts it all together. And it's like, that's so cool. No, and after, when everything's over and Kirk's talking to the Admiral lady. And yeah. And he's just, she's just like, you did a great job, Jim. And, he, she, and he's like, it was my crew. It always is my yeah. crew. And I'm like, something, Shat- <laughs> that is something original Kirk would never say. No, Shatner would see that in the script and, like, quit. Take that out. Or he would throw the script down and have a temper tantrum. Mm. But, um... And 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 then the the very last shot in the movie, the the when they do the space the final frontier thing, and it's split up. Oh, he shares that monologue with the, the whole, whole crew. Yeah, they all say a little a little phrase. It's, it's great. great. Yeah, it is. I've never seen that before. No, across all Star Trek, where they do an homage to that, you never hear different people saying. Yeah, it. it's cool. Um, it's also great that. Like, I knew they were going to blow up the Enterprise. I knew yes. that early on. Justin Lin, the director, said, that's something I wanted to do. And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, that's original. Great. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. They blow up the Enterprise all the time. They put the Enterprise blowing up in the trailer for Into Darkness. Remember, we thought yeah. it would turn out to be the Vengeance. Yeah. But we thought, oh, they're blowing up the fucking Enterprise again. Yeah. Well, and this is what you do. Honestly, it's it, fine. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's the ship. That's what they live in. That's mm-hmm. the scary bubble that if you you lose it, you die. Yeah. So, like, I get that. That's good stakes. But, like, they they not only did it in this movie, they did it at, like, the beginning of the second act. Yeah. They did it at, like, 20 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, most of the movie is about them struggling on this planet, getting everyone back together, and then getting this piece of shit ship from 50 or 100 years ago yeah. or whenever it was. And, come, and that's the thing. The lesson they learned was it's not about the ship. No, it's about the people. Yeah, those guys worked together as a crew, and yeah. it was like they lost the Enterprise, but they still were the crew of the Enterprise, right. and, and it was that, so cool. I think that's good because I don't think you know. I look, I like the modern Enterprise fine. Oh yeah, but like it didn't have that. It, it didn't have the history that the original one did when they crashed it in Trek Three. Yeah, 
Um, I will say this, uh, even though they destroyed it in this one, and I was expecting that, it was still a great scene. Like, it still had power to it. It still felt like it was important. to. Oh, and there were a couple of jaw-dropping, like, oh, shit. Like, that's not coming back. No, and that action, that whole sequence is really well done. Just, it's got, like, knife ships flying in, like, just blasting into the walls. Yeah, like, fucking up the hull. Um, there's a whole lot of gravity stuff, too, where just, like... Um, the sh- as the saucer sh- section crashes to the planet, it's like uh, spinning, and you've got like the, the who, everyone who's left on the saucer section still having to run around in it. Yeah, and you're in the atmosphere now, so it's not like the yeah, so like, the inertial dampeners or whatever. Like now, you're subject to the yeah, the planet's like, gravity. Gravity's kicking in, and so right. you've got like people running along the ceiling and stuff. It's really cool. It was. It was quite cool. Um. And like losing, but losing the ship and then having to do most of it on the planet and then get on this other ship, you just, you get the teamwork thing. No. So like losing the enterprise, it's, you know, important enough, but not like, you know, not like the power that like, uh, Trek, uh, search for Spock had. Right. Exactly. But pairing everyone up and I want to get back to this Mm. bones and Spock thing, especially like Spock's whole arc is first he broke up with Uhura because he realized I there's no Vulcans left and old me said uh, we got to propagate the species there's no Vulcans left we're going to new Vulcan you're probably gonna have to fuck some Vulcans and make some Vulcans uh-huh. and like all right yeah I get that that's rough but yeah. I get that that's like you got to keep the Vulcans going mm. but and then on top of that and nice homage to uh, Nimoy mm. uh, Spock Prime died yeah. And just before everything goes to shit, uh, he learns this. Mm-hmm. And so on top of I'm already thinking about giving up and, and going to do that. Uh, now there's the extra pressure. And the guy that told me to do that is dead. Yeah. So I feel really so like he's already thinking about leaving. Mm-hmm. He's already like he's super emotionally compromised anyway. And then he gets seriously injured on the planet. So he has some. I thought they were actually pretty believable emotional moments. Like I hate when they, when, when writers just like, and then Spock cries. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't. Come on. No, he does in this. And it's so powerful. It feels know? earned. It feels so earned. And I love, he's got this, um, like he's injured for a good chunk of the movie. He gets a fucking pipe in the stomach. Yeah. Basically. And I get the real feeling for a good chunk of that movie that he's pretty certain he's going to die. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, you know, being Spock and that whole noble thing and everything, but I'm like, he doesn't think he's getting out of this. But they also, for the first time, like in in the two previous movies, they've had a couple of funny scenes between mm-hmm. the two of them. But they've never, like, he and Bones have never really spent a lot of time together. No. And we, this is our favorite relationship in all of Star Trek, maybe? Yeah. Or one of them, definitely. Yeah. And they've barely touched on it. And this movie, they, like, I, I teared up. I'll, I'll admit it, I teared mm-hmm. up. Like, he said, like... You know, I really respect you. You're my friend. You know that we I, argue. If, if, doctor, if I've never made it clear the amount of respect I have for you, Spock, don't do this right now. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, they're friends. No, I, we, since Trek 9, we've, uh, Trek 09, we've been saying this. We need more. Bones always felt like he was left behind. Yeah. And it's always been the trio. Yeah. And he's all like, he's supposed to be the third guy, you know? And honestly, I would say there was as much. Bones in this show was Spock this mm-hmm. time. They, they had equal screen time. Yeah. Whereas before it's been the Kirk and Spock show. Mm-hmm. Kirk was definitely the star, which is fine. The captain yeah. should still be the main guy in all Star Trek. Like, yeah. that's just how it works. But then after that, like, Spock's great. Yeah. But Spock and other guys. Yeah. You know? And we didn't get much Uhura. We didn't get much Sulu. No. They were the hostages, unfortunately. Yeah, no, that they, just happens they really, sometimes. That, that sucks. I mean, they still had moments. 
Definitely, but, but I feel they like definitely were the least served by this. And I feel like Sulu had some really great moments in the last movie. Yep. Uhura had some great moments in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just Bones' turn. Yeah, like it's just like they they kind of choose different guys. Yeah, like and and if we had to, like if that's the sacrifice, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. If they if they give like uh, Sulu and Uhura less because we get more Bones, well, I mean, all that's right. the thing. you have a movie, you know, you've only got so much time, and and you got seven. You've got lead characters, seven lead characters plus new guys. We haven't even yeah. gotten to the new guys. No, yet. Well, we got to Balthazar Edison. Balthazar Edison going to come back to him. <laughs> but no, like those two didn't really get much. We yeah. did like we did get the Sulu is totally acknowledged as having a male partner and a, yep. and a daughter, which is great. Although nothing spoken. No, his his husband doesn't say a doesn't say a word. I wouldn't know it was his husband if no. I hadn't read the the prior press it release thing. It could easily have been like his brother cuz he puts an arm around him. Yeah, and it's like, another Asian dude. Yeah. So for all I know, they're related. Yeah, I like look. I would like to kiss. That'd be okay. I would or like even to- or even holding hands. Yep. That would be a clear indication of non-brotherly affection. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll give him this. There's a hug. Like There is, but you a, hug your brother. There's a pull towards sort of thing. I honestly thought he could be his nanny mm-hmm. like, or uh, her nanny. Like, uh, you know, you're going to do it. Give me a kiss. Yeah, that's fine. They've been apart for a while. Give me a kiss. <laughs> you? I've yeah. already done that. <laughs> you said we're not allowed to anymore. It's true. Um, no, I uh, like, I don't know. It's acknowledged and we all know it. And Amanda, who's the harshest critic of mm-hmm. Star Trek being scared of addressing this, has said, yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Finally. Finally. Yeah. And yeah, I liked it. I just wish we got gotten done, you know. maybe maybe a 30 second scene yeah. because what you get then is like we already had pretty good stakes of they're going to destroy this thing. Mm. But if we destroy this thing where we've met a guy yeah. and it's the family of someone we know, mm-hmm. that makes it even worse because it makes it more personal. Yeah. I. That's all. You know. And there might be a deleted scene. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like the the last chunk, the last chunk of the movie is about threatening the space station, this awesome space. Oh, we'll station. get we'll get to that. Um, you know, it would be not like, and the real big stakes there is, well, that's where Sulu's family lives. It would have been nice to spend a little time with them. No, that's the personal not, stakes. Not, the big that. stakes are there's thousands of Federation guys oh, there, yeah. and they would use that as a staging ground to attack the rest of the Federation. Yeah. Like it was still pretty good stakes, and. We never went back to Earth. Nope. Which is nice. Not at all. Because they always go back to Earth, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, good for them. Yeah. So, let's talk about that space station. The space station is so fucking cool. Which, it's called Yorktown. Yeah. Which, I did, like, okay, really super dumb, tiny, tiny nitpick. This is such a nitpick that it's, like... I, it doesn't... I don't care. Yeah. But I do want to say it. That's not... A, that's a ship name. That's, that's ship not a space name. station name. No, it, they should have called it, like, Deep Space 4 or... Yeah, K7, uh, K7 was the one where... Car. Yeah, that's that was the Tribble one was K7, so K7 it would be K4 would or whatever. Cool I mean, K7 is a little top. Yeah, that's true. It's a little toy top. But, no, you know, like, the space stations get numbers. They don't get names like ships do. Yeah. That felt a little weird. But other than that, the, the station itself was amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's like a giant... Um, it's like a snow globe, like yeah, a big Paul bubble. Calls it a snow globe. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's almost like it's more like a snowflake, almost like it's all overlapping, um, uh, like rings, almost. And the rings all it's like a, a rim world. Oh um, yeah, ring world. Yeah. It's got ring world. That's right. Where it's mm-hmm. got um, uh, just rings with like cities built on them. It's so cool. And, and they also exist at different planes. Yeah, yeah. So you've got like you've got like in the middle. There's like these like skyscrapers all pointing at each other and mm-hmm. like this really cool effect. 
Yeah. And the Enterprise docks by, like, flying into, like, this big fucking hole that's, like, underneath, like, a lake. Yeah, the- so, like, if you're standing in, like, the town square of yeah. this giant city. It's almost like they built a park over it. Yeah, like. you can look down and see a starship that just flew in from space just docking. And that which is cool. results in a great fucking scene at the end during the attack on... Oh, yeah, because they fly up through the thing. They, yeah, it looks like a fucking whale breaching out of the ocean. It's fucking... Yeah. Awesome. It is. It's great. And it's it's a cool take. Like, I have mixed feelings. And we'll get into this when yeah, we get yeah. to Enterprise because I have mixed feelings about we've never seen technology like this before. Space stations were these metal boxes that people lived in. And now suddenly they have this magic. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's 2016. Let's make something cooler than metal boxes. Yeah. So, like, I've like in, in universe, it doesn't make sense that they can do this. But I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually air on the side of it's cool so it's fine honestly my thing has always been if they could have made it look like this they would have but it was the 60s so yeah they did, the a bit be- of that. they did the best they could this was and very cool i think the like the they've still got that aesthetic like one of the things i love so much about uh new trek is how they've made those 60s uniforms work so well they took the scales out this time did you notice they that they're the smooth now i love the new uniforms i, love I prefer the scaly ones but i still like these no i never i was never a big fan of the the scales are like tiny little um insignia like trek insignias and i never liked that mm-hmm. i liked it but i i still like the new ones no. and i like the uh i don't know what they are field uniforms or whatever oh, like the blue one yeah. yeah those are cool too yeah i like that yeah um but the the it, it looked like a very like it had that feeling of like when you see what's the opposite of dystopia a utopia <laughs> right <laughs> but it looked like that hopeful like it looked like a federation thing like yeah. looking at it you immediately think oh this is humanity's hopeful future this mm-hmm. this looks like something we build when things are good and resources are plenty and yep. it's shining and beautiful yep. and and like the pinnacle of our you know it, it's great man's monument to man right. It totally is. Showing our superiority over all other races. But that's how we do it. We do it by building the cool space station, yeah. not by bragging to people about how great we are. Yeah. You know, so that's good. I no, mean, it's very when cool. When they see the city, they'll just know. Yeah. <laughs> Let the work speak for itself. Yes. Don't, you know, don't say you're good. Don't, show, don't tell. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, it. I, I love, and it was, looks so, it's, it's so big. Yeah. It's big and it's so big. Busy. And and this director did a good job of establishing the scale because mm-hmm. you get a sense of how big the Enterprise is as compared to a person. Yeah. And then you get a sense of how big the station is compared to the Enterprise. And you're like, oh, shit. I love any of those shots where you see like the, the Enterprise windows and you see people walking back and forth yeah. in front of them. So cool. I've always, and I've been a sucker for that since The Cage. Yeah, yeah. Where it wasn't a great shot, but no, it was an ambitious the, shot. The yeah. The, ceiling, the top right? bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it didn't quite work. Like it just, it didn't look right. They yeah. composited it at a weird angle, but, but uh, the, the, the ambition of it, the, yeah. what they were trying made it worth it mm-hmm. for me. Like I, I liked that. Um, but no, the station was great. Um, the pointy ships were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I loved, this is one of my, like if we were doing a proper good thing, bad thing, my good thing would probably be the look of the planet. Yes. Like, I mean, my good thing really is true to the characters. Everybody's great. Yeah. But but like another great thing is the planet like for maybe the first time in any Star Trek movie cuz really the last one took place mostly in space. Mm-hmm. The first one took place mostly in space. Like this yeah. is the first time we spent a lot of time on a planet. We've yeah. been on planets but not for very long. Yeah. 
we most of this movie takes place on the surface of a planet and it looks alien it doesn't look like we went someplace on earth and shot where the gorn rocks are yeah, we didn't go to the we didn't go to the the backwoods of vancouver i mean they were probably shot in vancouver we saw a bunch of thanks to canada stuff in the credits they, we saw a building that both amanda and i recognized the interior of like oh yeah one of the one there. of the places in yorktown was uh one of the beautiful futuristic buildings is like oh yeah i've been there i think my dentist is in that building i think i caught the train there once <laughs> yeah but it didn't. It wasn't like the malls we see in Voyager. Yeah. At least it was like a, a cool looking yeah, place. Exactly. They also shot some stuff in Dubai, mm-hmm. and as I understand it from Vishal and other people, like Dubai is just gleaming steel and glass. Like that's where you shoot your futuristic building that's stuff. Cool. So yeah, that's neat. Um, but the um the planet, just all the natural stuff, all the little details, more I would say even than Star Wars, mm-hmm. look like an like and not. I mean, we don't know what alien planets look like, but what you want an alien planet to look like. Things are weird colors and there's weird animals walking around like and there's it sh- just. It, it should be weird and different, but still real. You know? Right. Like it, you, where you're like, oh, yeah, I believe this could exist. Well, like uh, Scotty's pod lands in a bunch of super jagged rock like mm-hmm. formations and they look like coral. They yeah. look like they shouldn't ex- like they should they, they should exist in the water. It doesn't look like real mountains because it's the, they're they're shaped real crinkly yeah. and stuff. But it looked cool, and it probably wouldn't work. But I don't care because it looked cool. Yeah. And like, there's a bit where they're in, um, uh, the the where where they have the prisoners, where they where they ca- yeah, the, like have all the hostages. Balthazar Edison's home base, right? And um, and it's it's all blue, like the rocks and the and the dirt are, yeah. is this real weird pale blue, which like I it it looks like. A lot of movies now are shot through that blue filter, you know what I mean, where everything looks everything the same. Looks like and fucking traffic. Yeah. Only then you see one of those guys walk by in their cool primary colored uniforms and they pop the yeah. hell out of that dull landscape. And it's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's just the background looks really dull, but these guys don't. Yeah. And it it just looked alien because, like, you don't see blue rocks in, in the world usually. No. So it was it just like, and there's a lot of that, the, the, the trees and the, like... All that stuff. Just they really, they they really nailed it. They're like, let's okay. You guys see this? This is planet hell. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. No. No more paper mache caves. Jesus Christ. Oh man. Yeah. Sir, I made a paper mache cave. Fire that man. <laughs> yeah, we're going back. to I that. am Justin Lin. Fire that man. We're going back to that next week, you know. That's their lives now. No, but like I just like TV budget. I understand, yeah. but they like. They have the money and they spent the money mm-hmm. and it looked great. I I really enjoyed it. It just, it's got, it, it just that, 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 it just looks like, like just a better, more beautiful version of the original series. But I can't think of an example of any Star Trek movie mm-hmm. or even Star Wars movie where I feel like I'm not just on some corner of earth somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And because the bulk of the action, because probably half this movie takes place on this planet, it's nice that it keeps us grounded in this sci-fi world mm-hmm. and not just – you never for a minute forget that you're in the future with spacemen. Yeah. Whereas on Voyager, we're on a normal-looking planet or we're on the holodeck in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the most recent example. But usually in well, Star Trek, there's a there's a good chunk where you could be just in the present. You know, you know? old Tom Paris, he has a truck he likes to work on. Oh, boy. So. Yeah. No, but really, like, there's there's really very few times in this movie where you're not – completely aware that yeah. this is a sci-fi movie in the future mm. which is important to me yeah like, like star I trek i want to be immersed in this thing star trek has a hard time with that star trek mm. has always had a hard time yeah. with that and it's, it was good 
Like, I like this director. I mean, yeah. honestly, my other kind of major complaint would be there were a few too many action sequences. And I'm not the guy, neither of us are no. the guys who were like, oh, there's too much action. Star Trek should be ponderous. And I have never said that in no. my life. I'm um, fine with it, with big action. I love a good Trek action sequence. Fucking. But I think there's a, there's a balance. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hear where you're coming from. I disagree. Okay. But I get. Your point. No, the, the, to me, you have some character stuff, mm-hmm. some action, and, you know, a little both. Yeah. You can have two guys talking in a room and still have it be compelling and then also have a spaceship fight. Mm-hmm. I think there were a few too many action sequences in this particular movie. It's not there was specifically one, and it was right at the end. Well. In a big old glass cube. Just like last time. Uh-huh. Just like in the last well, movie. Well, we'll get to that. When he fought Balthazar Edison, you mean? Bal- when he felt Balthazar Edison fighting in this box of tin. <laughs> Fighting in the glass again. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it was, I like, a couple of times I was just kind of like, can we get back to, like, I don't even know who's fighting anymore. Can we get back to the, the yeah. story, please? So, you know. But I mean, like, any of the, like, um, the big, the big mid, the big mid, uh, movie fight when they're like, they do the, the attack on, they do the jailbait break, basically. Yeah. And uh, it's that very popular scene when the trailer launched of Captain Kirk riding around on a dirt bike. The thing is, we bitched when Captain Picard got in a dune buggy Mm -hmm. because that was super out of character. Yep. This is in character. This is not in character. Or this is completely in character. This Jim Kirk, who the first time we met him, stole his stepdad's car and drove it off a cliff. Like that's that's what this guy's about, and yeah. this old ship mm-hmm. happened to in 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 its storage area have an old dirt bike, yep. which is conceivable, yeah. I suppose. It's a little far fetched, but it's not a big deal. Well, God, Balthazar Edison loves riding around on a dirt bike. You can tell <laughs> because he has the name Balthazar Edison, of which course. is definitely the name of someone who's in a dirt bike gang. Oh, you think he's in a gang? <laughs> It's got one of them leather jackets with Hell's Balthazar Edison on the back. <laughs> oh, Hell's Crawls. Come on. <laughs> I I just like there were a few too many of those. And the dirt bike thing in particular, like there were six dirt bikes and then there was one. And I don't know. That just didn't feel very Star Trek to me. But eh, whatever. I, honestly, I thought it was like it, it was a hologram or something. No, I know. It just it felt like there's. Like I say, there's people who bitch and like there shouldn't be action in Star Trek. Those guys are wrong. Yes. They're straight up wrong because usually when you ask them what their favorite Star Trek movie is, they say Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. So obviously you do want action. Yeah, Shut up. it's an action up. movie. It's a fucking submarine movie. That's what, fine. What's your favorite episode? Fucking Balance of Terror, right? What? No. Uh, or, uh, the, not Balance of Terror. Fucking, um, shit. The uh, Tholian Web. Tholian Web. That was That it. had plenty of action, but it also yeah. had character stuff. Yep. It had. The Doomsday Machine. The, same thing. But for me, like that, the reason I like that so much is there is some action, but there's also a lot of like. Bones and Spock. Yeah. And very little Kirk. Well, he's floating around like this. Yeah. You can't see it, oh, but he's, right. you know, he's doing that. Um, but it, there was just a little too much action for me. And my thing, and I don't want to get off on this too much, but my thing is Star Trek can be so many things. Yeah. And when you think back about the best original series movies, you think about two, which is really a submarine thriller. Submarine movie. Yeah. You think about four, which was a fish out of water comedy. Yep. You think about six, which was a political thriller. Yep. These are all different subgenres that still serve the overall sci-fi yeah. concept. 
and some of the best episodes of the, of all the series mm-hmm. are very different things. Well, that's the thing with Trek is that you can do so much with it. Right. And that's the, so not like, I'm fine with these being big action movies, mm-hmm. but maybe not make every single one of them a big action movie. You know what I mean? Like, Look, I agree with you. I just don't think movies can do that right now. I don't know. I honestly like, don't you know. You have a big, I feel like you have a big genre, like a big name genre summer blockbuster movie. It's got to be very specific things. You might be right, but and I I don't like I don't know anything about how anything's marketed. I I that is not my area of expertise. I just lo- watched a lot of Star Trek and I know what I like. like. That's all I all I know. We were talking about earlier. We were talking about um how I want four should be about like a bit like they're, since their villains are so shitty should do like you know the probe or the gat like the big cloud or something like that. Like yeah. A, like in like a, a a big natural disaster type thing that the crew can fight. So we don't have to worry about this villain shit. They will never do that because they can. Th- there's too much like th- casting a villain is too important. But again, Star Trek rarely does good villains. They've done a I few good villains. And you know that because we want all we do is fucking watch Star Trek. Yeah. But you, you take that to war, to like like a studio head or something. They're just gonna be like, no, fucking, we need to, we need a big, we need a big name. You need a bad guy, a good guy, and a bad guy. You need someone That's for Kirk not, to punch in the face. No. I've been saying it for years. Like it's dumb. It's you don't need it every time. And again, I'm not saying you never need it. I am not. I am not the guy who says these movies are the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. I'm saying these movies are not the only direction. Yeah. You can do this. Mm-hmm. We've done it three times in a row, and twice it's been great. Now. But let's do something else. I really fucking... Okay, so, like, the bad guys in this are not in any way Klingons. That's true. So, Scott, we are now, like, double or nothing. We're now now square. But why I say that is that, like, if you go back and listen to uh, our Into Darkness episode, my big idea was that it was going to be the Klingons, because that's the next thing that people know about Star Trek. And the fact that they went with a completely new villain and a new, like, it... Total props for that. That's not like this is all like it's a planet no one's ever heard of before. There's no other than Spock. There's no real like alien races or anything we've ever seen before. It's all very new stuff. And congratulations for that. Yeah. And honestly, the core idea of Balthazar Edison. You got a new verse for us yet? Or you just come back? (laughs) That's okay. Balthazar Edison watching on the television. No, it doesn't work. Edison, let's talk about it. Go talk. Fuck. No, we've lost it now. It's gone. Um, <laughs> Get the cadence back again. <laughs> He's... Uh, he. The core of the idea is a very old school, this was a Starfleet... He wasn't Starfleet, but he's still in the tradition of a yep. Starfleet guy. He's a guy from a long time ago who was in Starfleet who lost his way and mm-hmm. went bad. Yep. He's Garth of Izar. He's There's a couple uh, other guys like that. The guy from the Doomsday Machine. Yep. Decker. Um, uh, yeah, Decker, that's right. Uh, and there's been, there were other guys like that too. Yep. So, I mean, the core idea is actually not a bad idea. They just, no. they implemented it kind of dumb. I honestly, I would have loved if he had just been a Starfleet guy. Who know? went nuts. And we knew that up front and it wasn't a mystery. Yeah, exactly. He just up front, I, oh, hey, you're Balthazar Edison. I We, we talked about this in Into Darkness again. Oh, what we really want, like the best way to do a personal villain is to tie him to Starfleet. Or to t- to make him a guy we've met before, mm-hmm. like that's to me the most personal. Yeah. And my my early theory, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet anyone on this. I, this is just a total shot in the dark. Mm. But they have already said they want George Kirk. They yeah. want um uh, Chris Hemsworth to come back as George Kirk. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot of ways you can do that in Star Trek. There's clones. There's there's time travel. There's but my theory is that he's going to be the villain, and it's going to be like a mirror universe thing. That's a great because mirror George Kirk. Yeah, might still be alive. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then Kirk has to fight his dad. Yeah, and th- that could be cool. And hopefully they don't fuck that up. <laughs> so who knows? I the first I heard that it was they were going to bring him back for uh, Trek Four, and I'm like, I don't really. Need uh, on paper, that sounds dumb. Yeah, but with, there's plenty of things that sound dumb on paper that turn out. No, well. absolutely. So, you know, who and knows? If, like I am completely willing to like. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, is, and the thing is, these movies take so fucking long. They do. So who knows? Like. I, my hope is that if they're announcing this now, it's like, because you're fucking getting to work on it. Yeah. Although, now that we have a series coming soon, mm-hmm. which also today, as we record this, yep. they dropped a teaser uh, and, and the new title. Yep. It's uh, Star Trek Discovery. And there's a, there's a tiny, like, there's a reveal of the ship. That's all you get. Star Trek Discovery Channel. <laughs> the captain is Shark Week. <laughs> captain Shark Week. <laughs> no, I, like. And, I, and they're fighting Nazis. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, no, the, uh, the it, it's like Discovery is one of the, the space shuttles. Yeah. There's no, a space shuttle sense. Enterprise. There was a Starship Columbia, I believe, in uh, Enterprise. Yep. And the Discovery is in that same tradition. So that's cool. Yeah. And the ship, I, I'll get used to it. It, it looks I, like one of the early designs for the Phase 2 Enterprise is very, what it looks like. I, I like it a lot. Um. It looks like the fucking uh, com badge from the bottom, and I'm sure that was intentional. Possibly. It also looks like they grafted an old school bird of prey onto a Starfleet yeah, ship. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like the back part with the wing yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Looks the, like um, the original series ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the D9 the, or whatever they were. The making a gesture. Yeah, yeah. The D, it was a D7. Do you know the story with that? No. There's a great little dumb story. I think they're, D, they're D-something cruisers. I don't All remember right. the number. Let's say D7. Uh-huh. Um, do you know why they're called that? Is it because of DC Fontana? No. Oh. It's because Shatner and Nimoy were making fun of nerds, uh-huh. making fun of the fan. Not not like not in a mean way, just in a kind of like Yeah. <laughs> hey, those guys, right? And one of them said to the other, Well, that's obviously a D seven cruiser, Leonard. <laughs> and somebody wrote that down and made it canon. Oh god. That's it. Like one of them made that up. And it became a thing. I yeah. like that actually. Yeah, that's, no, that's that's Trek. That's yeah. Trek fans right there. I yeah. like that. Yeah, and I like that their dumb joke turned into a real thing. Well, that's our favorite thing. So for once, Shatner. What are you talking about, Balthazar Edison? <laughs> so for once, Shatner got something right. I'm gonna make this joke again. Yeah, <laughs> gonna make this joke again. Uh, what else? Oh, the chick. Oh God, we haven't even talked about Jayla. Jayla is it Jayla? Jaylena. Jaylena. He's got an old truck he likes to work on. I got the memory alpha page up here. Uh, if it doesn't start playing a bunch right of... here on your... On your uh... Kalara? No, it's not Kalara. That was the uh, the traitor. Oh, shit. So it was. So yeah, I, I uh, clicked on the wrong... You don't bup, bup. I bup, bup. Yeah, of course, now memory alpha. Memory alpha, inexhaustible resource for us. Really, like the, the third co-host of the Post-Atomic Horror, to be totally honest with you. But also riddled with terrible um, ads and self-playing uh, audio yeah, and so it's forth. Like, God, we're taping a podcast here, Memory yeah. Alpha. Come Thanks on, guys. Nothing. It's yeah. Kalara. Kal- no, that's the that's the other one. Kalara is the Oh, hang on. The traitor chick. No, you just said that. Yeah, no, it's No, I, you were right. It's Kalara, the traitor chick is not named. All right. Okay. Yeah, Kalara. Okay. Yeah, and um 
She's great. She's fucking great. I would have no problem with her showing up in the next. Uh, well, they they offered her to join Starfleet and they yep. left it vague, which is good. Yep. Like you don't have to say. Also, real quick. Mm-hmm. They made a big deal at the end of Into Darkness by saying, Carol Marcus, please stay on the Enterprise and be part welcome, of our crew. Welcome to the ship, Carol Marcus. If Hope you're you going to call the experience. If you're, apparently she didn't. Nope. If you're going to call that out, yeah. if you're going to straight up say she's now part of the crew, at least pay some lip service to where did she go. Yeah. Like, they didn't. They just yeah. left it. Look, you don't have to do much. Like No. Just say uh, things didn't work out and she yeah. got transferred and she's working on something called the Genesis Project. Mm. Or, you know, whatever. But, uh, no, I, I like, I, that was kind of dumb. But this this chick, uh, this alien, she put me in mind, and not in a bad way, mm. not in a I think they ripped it off way, but she put me in mind of Rey from Star Wars. A little bit, yeah. Because she's stranded on a planet without her family. She's living in the hulks of old ships. Yep. She's learned how to fight and defend herself and fix these ships mm-hmm. and piece things together from some scraps she has. Like, there's a lot of very similar yep. aspects. She plays it very different. No, she's, you know. She's great. Yeah, she is. And she plays it well. And Uhura really was just a hostage this time. So it's nice there's a woman in here that isn't useless. So that's good. No, I liked her character. I liked her weird accent. Yeah. I loved the makeup. I thought I was going to hate it when I first saw it. It doesn't look like a great design, but it really, like, for someone who has to be on screen a lot. Yeah, it works really well. It's like that that black on white. Yeah, it looks really good. First of all, it's not an alien design. Like, you very rarely see, like, white aliens, you know? Like... Okay, Kalara is definitely the uh, the traitor. Oh, well, what the fuck? I am scrolling through this super buggy, slow thing. It's the chick and all the posters, though. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. No, you're right. That is Kalara. And a couple of you are probably... Jayla. Uh, it's Jayla. Okay. That's her. Fuck it. Now, now, she spent most of her time with Scotty. Yeah. That's who Scotty got paired up with. Yep. And, like, that's who met her first, and they got to know each other, and she talks to him a lot. I got the impression, like, I'm not trying to pair them up. I'm not trying to, like, whatever. Are you a shipper, Al? I'm not shipping them. No. <laughs> but I got the impression that there was some romantic tension. Yeah, there. Maybe they were just friendly, yeah. but there was he seemed a little flirty, mm-hmm. is the thing. In a good way. Yeah. Not in a creepy way. But, like, kind of interesting mm-hmm. that the only possible romantic tension in this comes from Simon Pegg's character, and Simon Pegg wrote this movie. Yep. Huh. Odd that. Kirk didn't get a girl this time. No. Nope. Spock broke up with his girlfriend. But Scotty might have a romantic interest. I'm going to say this. I'm real glad that this is the first uh, New Trek movie that didn't have Kirk straight creeping on nobody. I don't know. That's Kirk's thing. Everyone, you ask your mom two things she knows about Captain Kirk, and one of them's going to be he sleeps with a lot of women. That's just the thing. Al, I don't want to talk to my mom about Star Trek. No, but you know. That's why I got a podcast. You know, like any like any person. Yeah. I use moms as the generic example of someone who doesn't know what we're into. Sure. Like, but really, anybody like any standard like just person off the street. Yeah. What What do you know about Captain Kirk? One of the very few things is going to be he hooks up with a lot of ladies. That's true. That's just a defining like characteristic. No, it was it was nice seeing it or not seeing it. No, it's fine. Again, something new. Yeah. Or at least not old. It was really more like this was a lot about him growing up. It was a lot about he thought about taking a desk job. And it was interesting because it's an interesting spin on how Shatner Kirk was always resisting that. And he wanted it. And by the end of the story, he's like, no, you know what? I don't want it. I want to be out there. I'm not done out here yet. Yeah. This is great. I I think that's really cool. I I love his um, 
his mindset coming in coming into um the this new movie where it, they're three years in, they're over three years into the mission, mm-hmm. which incidentally I thought of as like that was where Trek got canceled the original in the original series. Yeah. That might have been after the third season yeah. could be. Um, and I like that it's it like it's where like it's wearing on him like it doesn't fe- it's not that it feels like it's boring and they're not doing anything they're doing tons of stuff but like he's he's just he feels done you know well, what he said was this is infinite yeah what is our goal here we're never gonna see it all yeah so what's the there's point a, like there, there's an infinite ocean of space out here yeah like we could we could count like millions of stars and we're still not even going to scratch the surface no what is the point i like like i like the idea of him just like maybe i could just stop well it's a little bit of space madness like not not full-on you know space madness but like uh, just a little bit of oh my god this just goes on forever and i am so tiny it's it's more like cabin fever a little bit of that too like just it'd be nice it'd be nice to sit down like just stop and also I don't know if you got this or not, but I got the real the real feeling that he's walking around the ship like I can't have sex with anyone here. It'll <laughs> work for me. I don't think that would stop him. I don't no, I don't think he's that creep. I don't think he's that original. You think he's gotten creep. a little better? Yeah. I don't think so. I just they didn't have it in this movie, but I I think he still no, does I, it. I just didn't see it like eh, maybe not. I, I really think he's like, I'm in charge of all these people. I can't fuck them. Nah, There's no hood out here to transfer them the, to. Uh, the thing is, I definitely feel like this, like, they're doing a good job of keeping them true to the core mm-hmm. characters, but also diverging them, like, taking advantage of the alternate timeline and yeah. making them different, which I like. Like, they're they're having it both ways because they can explore new aspect of familiar characters, but they can also change them because their lives are a little different. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice. I yeah. like that they're doing that. But I th- one of the fundamental things about Kirk that I don't think you can change is that. I think he can't keep it in his pants. That's just uh, this is how I feel I just, about it. I, look, look, any alien world we get to that we're not coming back to that's got a sexy green chick, I'm there. But I, these people work for me. I can't do that. I suppose. Maybe he slept with Admiral uh, or Commodore Lucille Ball. I, listen, Jimmy, come over here. She was like, she was great. She oh, was very authoritative amazing. and very like, and also really just a real quick like. They did a good job of like for this for for Star Trek, sort of by definition being a sausage fest. Like all the main characters are dudes except Uhura. They they crammed as many women in as they possibly could in as many places as they could. Mm-hmm. I give them credit for that. Like Jim's boss was a chick, yep. and their their ally on the planet was a chick, mm-hmm. and there were a couple others here and there, and it was, it was nice. It yep. wasn't just like uh, the chick who betrayed them. Yep, was also like. You know, like they, they, they were, it wasn't all dudes. Head flap woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, Weird head flap woman. Yeah, yeah. It's like she had a face hugger on her head. Yeah. Like it opens up like those face hugger. Yeah. Only if it's supposed to be there. It's part of her actual yeah, yeah. anatomy. Um, I actually, that was another thing I really liked is that we get to see a lot of the enterprise. We get to see a lot of the crew mm-hmm. and they're from everywhere. Yeah. Like we got aliens. We got all different, like, uh, like, uh, races from earth yeah you know like there's just everyone there was there 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 seemed to be more of an of of an effort to show like i saw indians yes and i saw more asian people than just sulu and like more people of color and it was it was good that's great that's like i want uh, that's what i want in trek that's what it's supposed to be and really even gene Mm -hmm. said that and he tried yep but like for all the crap we say about gene that that was one of the things he got right yes although 
I did although, learn, although this was from a different book, yeah. but I learned that a lot of the stuff he said about the network didn't want Uhura and blah, 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 not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he pumped that up later and said, they gave me crap about like, no, 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 no. they didn't. I Spy was the biggest show on TV at the time, which starred Bill Cosby, who at the time we didn't know was a creep. I think we can go with monster at this point for Bill Cosby, the monstrous Bill Cosby. He's apparently locked in his house and blind and dying. And wow, seriously? Yeah, I don't usually say good, but good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I like, yeah, there, there definitely seemed to be a more concerted effort to, to, to show some diversity, and yeah, I was I pleased with that. that. Yeah, me too. Can we talk about, we talked, to, you can cut this if you want. Can we talk about the, like, we were doing having that discussion about uh, uh, Chekhov's replacement for the record next movie i i mean they're not gonna i don't think so no okay i mean we we miss the guy it's sad but it's a fact of life that they're gonna have to do something no i was thinking about this i would love for the next movie um i think it's time to bring rand in Um, rand could be an okay um, you know just it's an an established name Mm -hmm. um it's a woman i think another woman would be great and i think they should make her like of color you know i think indian would be well then then she shouldn't be rand well, no. Well, I mean, you didn't do that. Like, I guess. I don't know. I didn't like when they made Sarek uh, British either. I don't care. I just don't. Yeah. Eh, I don't really like it. But, like, I don't I don't think you have to be exactly like the old actor, but I think if you're going to make us think you're representing the same character, you should look, like, in this particular case. I'm not talking about, like, when Marvel goes and adapts a comic yeah. where someone's never appeared before. No. This this is an alternate version of a universe we've already seen. So these people should kind of look yeah. like the no, way I, they I, I, think it's a, I think it's an opportunity to bring in another person of color. That, I, if you create a new character, let's say. Yeah. That would be fine. That would be good. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to there being a woman of color. I'm saying calling Rand. Yeah. Like calling them Rand would feel weird to me. All right. But like put an Indian there mm. or, I, you know. The Middle Eastern person or any any brown person mm-hmm. who isn't white would be good. Get Danny Pudi. There you go. Oh, apparently he had a cameo in this and I missed I didn't him. See him. Somebody Maybe mentioned he was it. Makeup or yeah, I, I didn't catch him. Um, but he would be great. Yeah. Or failing all that, Mress. Mm-hmm. That would be fine. Because then you got another woman at least. Yep. Eric's. Well, I, I, Eric's is the obvious choice, but that's another dude. I was trying to think of like <laughs> that is true. And we can, make, we can make him a woman. No, that's fine. <laughs> Obey me. That's not, that's not actually what he said. I know. All right. Uh, anything else? We're about the at the hour mark here. Oh, so. Okay. Um. Like those. Those. I still feel like there's a bunch. Of, like there's a bunch of stuff we missed. The like, thing is, we're gonna come back to yeah. it. We're gonna come back to it after we've had some time to think about but it. But we wanted to do like a. We basically wanted to do like a head dump. Yeah. And. Uh, and we're excited. Yeah. We're happy. No, we like we really dug it. So much better than Into Darkness. Yeah. I didn't leave, like, I didn't leave feeling like I had just watched Wrath of Khan. No, and I was trying to think of, like, think ahead. Like, there's movies that I enjoy in the theater, and when I watch them again at home, is like I, I kind of tune certain parts out. I'm probably going to tune out the last 20 minutes of this. Yeah. No, that that was it. We haven't talked about the ending yet. No, we did. Um, all right. We talked about it just, well, like, it's the... it's exactly like fucking the ending of Into Darkness. Yeah. No, we talked about that. Yeah. And, it just, like, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it's like the last bit, just a little too, little too many action sequences yeah. for me. But overall, quite, quite good. Yeah. I would say seven or eight out of ten, like, yeah. is my first impression. Yep. But, again, we'll come back to 
I don't know, six months, whenever it is it comes out on video, whatever yeah, our next we'll supplemental is. And then we'll do a real episode. And oh, well, we'll just it. cover it as part of a supplemental. I don't want to do a whole other de- dedicated episode, all but right. we'll, we'll, we'll summarize it and we'll good thing, yeah, bad yeah, thing yeah. it and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and really do it. But, but this is, the, you know, in general, yeah. what we thought, go see it. Okay. I will say this. If you liked the first movie or even the second movie, but if you, if you like the Abrams verse, this is more of the same. Yeah. If you are a one of those hardcore Star Trek fans who's like they're taking it in the wrong direction, I don't like this. You're not gonna like you this one either. Like it anyway. It's got a bunch of big explosions and a bunch of big action yeah. scenes, and a bunch, like you're still not gonna like it. Yeah. So, but I've seen a couple of people say that, like, oh, well, the hardcore fans like it. Like, I don't know what you what do you call a hardcore fan? I don't know. I'm a fucking hardcore fan. I mean, we've made a fucking weekly podcast for six years. Well, I, I think know how we much count. More hardcore, you can get than that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pretty I hardcore. Fucking really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. But. I'm, and I'm trying not to badmouth them. Yeah. That's just a difference of opinion. Some people don't like the direction Abrams took it in. And you're not going to like this either. It's yeah. more of the same. But if you like those, you'll like this. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. And that's all for now. And uh, now we get to go back to watching Voyager next week. So, hooray! Uh, is all Edison. See you folks again. <laughs> The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2016. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this. Supplemental episode 27, covering Star Trek Beyond. Beyond.